Hey guys, what's going on? Emily Abadi here popping into your feed with another Hurdle Moment from Hurdle, a podcast that talks to everyone from entrepreneurs to top CEOs and athletes about how they've gotten through tough times, hurdles of sorts, by leaning into wellness. For this week's Hurdle Moment, I'm talking about something that was a really, really big hurdle for me, and that's therapy. This isn't something that is really necessarily openly talked about on the regular. It's definitely a little taboo, but the thing is, is that it's important. I share endlessly on this feed and on my social media about running and exercise and the hurdles that I've overcome being an entrepreneur, but it is so rare for me to get into the mental side of things to break down that barrier. About a month ago, I started talking to a therapist for the first time. I've been going once a week. This is my fifth week. (laughs) And for years now, I wanted to take this jump and go to therapy, but there were a number of things that were holding me back, and we'll get into what those were in today's episode. I'm also going to share a few helpful steps that I took to get over the hurdle of getting into the office in the first place, because if you ask me, that is the hardest fucking part expletive totally necessary so let's make this a conversation okay dm me or email me to talk it's at emily body at hurdle podcast emily at hurdle.us and really the biggest takeaway i hope you can get from today's episode is that if this is something you've been wanting to do if it's something you've done and you've walked away from it whatever the case may be you are not alone It's what my mission has been since starting Hurdle and sharing these stories and being so open and so vulnerable with all of you is that I think about the Emily that was overweight back in college and she felt so lonely and like no one understood her. And I'm here to tell you is that when it comes to this topic, which can just be so overwhelming and really alienating, it's okay to feel that way and you're not the only one. So with that, Let's get to hurdling. I probably first Googled New York City therapists about six years ago. Now, there are a lot of them here. A lot of people are going to therapy, but a lot of people, myself included, have this idea that you can get by without it. For years now, every time I thought about finally going in to see someone, I just kind of brushed it off thinking that if I can connect with my good friends and rant about all the things and get it all out over a glass of wine, it's just exactly the same thing, right? It's not. Therapists, well, they go to school for this, and I'm not going to run down the complete list of different types of therapists, but what I will tell you is that at the very minimum, a therapist needs a bachelor's degree, which is four years of school, plus a master's or a doctorate degree, and both of those take between an additional two and seven more years of school. A therapist is different than sitting down with your best friend and eating thin crust pizza and drinking a bottle of Malbec because they are an unbiased opinion. Now, I say this knowing that I am blessed with great friends who take my word, they talk to me honestly, and they do not judge me. And I am so grateful for that. But when you go to a therapist's office, there is no need for niceties, for lack of a better word, right? It's like, This hour, it's all about you, which is important because for me, over the last couple years especially, I have been really emphasizing this 
idea in my relationships that the give and take should be equal in that all conversations, you know, both people should have an opportunity to express their ideas to be heard equally. And of course, there are going to be things that happen on both sides where one person needs to dominate a conversation more than the other. But a good relationship, in my opinion, is about that give and take and listening. With a therapist, however, it doesn't need to be like that. And it's just one big exhale. It's a time that is specifically dedicated to you talking about your own shit. In 2007, when I stepped on the scale and I saw a number over 200 pounds, I worked really, really hard to flip the script and believe that I was worthy of my own investment. I knew that if I didn't take some time to give back to myself, that I was never going to be truly happy and living my life the way that I wanted to. So I made the time to work on eating better and working out. I found myself when I started running and I am so, so much better today because I made those changes. Now on the mental side of things, I have done a lot of work there too. I've read a bazillion self-help books like I thought it was just me, but it isn't by Brene Brown and Grit by Angela Duckworth and 12 Rules for Life by Jordan B. Peterson. I've taken full weeks off of work to do some self-care of sorts and write and reflect. I've confronted some of my weaknesses in workshops and Man, have I had a shit ton of breakdowns on the run, but there's still more to do. And for me, that really hit about a month ago. Now, I won't get into the particulars of what made me finally reach my I've got to talk to someone breaking point. But what I will say is that I had an interaction with someone that put me back in my high school cafeteria. I felt lesser than. I felt like there was a group of guys that were talking about me as I walked by, criticizing my body and making me feel as though I wasn't worthy. As a woman in her early 30s who knows damn well that she has a lot to offer the world, I was fed up that I was allowing myself to go back to this place that I am no longer in. And so I decided to make a fucking change. Now, typically, this is the part where I call a friend crying and we get wine and then I go to bed and after I sleep it off, I start over the next day. But I just knew I needed more. So I messaged about 15 different girlfriends and I asked them instead if they wanted to get wine, if they had any therapist recommendations. I followed up on three of them. I made an initial consultation appointment with one woman and I was in there the following week. The biggest reason why I avoided therapy for so long is not because of the time commitment or a lack of a desire to go, but because of the cost. And in this moment, I finally got to a place where I understood that the cost, although great, was necessary. I deserve this, I thought. I'm ready for this. I can do this. Now, I won't get into the particulars about what I'm dealing with in therapy, but there are two things I want to address. Firstly, you don't need to go through some big, huge life traumatic event to be someone who can benefit from talking to someone else. I mean, yeah, I lost 70 pounds, which was a mind fuck in itself. I'm a child of divorce, despite being really, really fortunate that my parents are both the most loving, passionate humans ever who really treat each other with kindness and support me unconditionally. Regardless, my personal goal of seeking therapy is so that I can show up better for both myself and my relationships going forward. You don't have to have, again, some awful skeletons in your closet to want the same thing. We have two homes, someone once said to me, our body 
and our mind. Now, you are the person who talks to yourself the most in any given day, and you deserve to make that conversation a good one. You deserve to feel valued, to feel important, and to feel needed. The second thing I want to address, the biggest reason I didn't go see a therapist for the longest time was that I didn't think I could afford it. Despite understanding that I am worthy of my own investment, when it comes to an actual financial investment, therapy is without a doubt the greatest cost I have ever spent on myself in my life, period. When talking about the price per session with my therapist, I actually completely broke down, which was really unexpected. She told me what her typical rate is, and I told her that I was hoping to spend about double that for the month and come every other week, and this is where shit hit the fan. Basically, we disagreed on that with her telling me she thought that I should come every week. I told her that that wasn't possible for me because I couldn't afford it. Then I started crying. <laughs> I, uh, I felt like how do I say this? I felt like I had jumped the hurdle of finally getting there, of showing up, of being ready to take on like this extra cost because I knew that it was worth it. And then I was just met with this idea that despite being ready to take on the burden and the cost and show up for myself, that I just couldn't do it. Like I financially could not do it. And that sucked. Whew. Well, I'm really grateful because in my instance, and I know this doesn't happen every time, I was able to get to a place with my therapist where I felt truly comfortable in a rate that we agreed on. I feel as though I try so badly to show up for other people and be kind and do good and be a good person. And for the first time in a long time, and I say this as someone who is spiritual but definitely not religious, it was like God was looking down on me in this situation and just said, I got you. With this said, yes, money is a hurdle for therapy. The good news is that there are certain practitioners who take insurance. I know I have a girlfriend who pays about $30 a session. She used to go twice weekly. And if I was paying $30 a session, God, I'd probably do the same thing. There are also online apps like Talkspace and BetterHelp where you can do everything from text message with a therapist to chat with them regularly on the phone or on FaceTime. And again, a lot of these individuals will work with you if they don't take insurance to find something that makes you comfortable because they want to help. I also think it's important to bring up when the woman had originally told me her rate and I looked at her with so much sincerity and I was like, listen, I'm a contractor. I understand that your time is valuable. I bill by the hour. I don't expect you to have flexibility with me. And she looked at me and she said something really poignant, which was, listen, you told me your boundary and now I'm going to tell you mine. You cannot decide how I handle your boundaries. I get to make those decisions. And I was like, well, all right then. Man, I feel like I just spilled my guts to a bunch of strangers on the internet. And that's because I did. I don't know if this is helpful for you. I really hope that it is. Again, my biggest goal here in sharing my getting to therapy story with you is that you feel A, not alone, and B, empowered to take some space up for yourself. We all deserve to take up space. And sometimes in this case with therapy, that helps me understand better that I am worthy of this opportunity. I deserve my own investment. I am worthy of my own investment. Again, I'd love to hear from you guys. I'd love to know what your interactions with therapy have been. If it's something that you have done, if it's something that you're scared to do, share with me. And that's it. Another hurdle conquered. Catch you guys next time.